0: Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Stickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's show, we are talking about the upside of your comfort zone, Uh, boundaries, perimeters, comfort zone. Uh, There are lots of names for where we draw the lines for our personal creative explorations. These limitations play both positive and negative roles in our art practice and business, and it can be tricky to know the difference. Uh, When is a comfort zone serving us well? Would risk-taking instead be more beneficial? Is a narrow focus better than pursuing new ideas? Today, we'll toss around some of these questions. And with me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So we've talked in the past um, about pushing our boundaries and taking risks. Right. And today we're kind of going the opposite (laughs) direction. We're going to talk about the the benefits of, in some ways, playing it safe or playing to our strengths. Right. And I I realized
1: that we were being a bit one-sided about it and that, you know, it's not always appropriate to be always changing for the sake of change. So I... It it reminds me a little bit of, of the biblical quote of, for everything there is a season, um, or if you're of a certain generation, the old Bird song that uh, took from that quote. For everything there's a season, and there's no right one right answer for all times or any one person. Just like in the rest of life, sometimes uh, we need to set some boundaries, and other times it's good to be open to change. And we did talk about this quite a bit in... Um, Episode 64 and 65 back in March. They were about change and about the benefits of change. And as he said in the intro, today we're going to talk about legitimate reasons not to change and some ideas about how creative boundaries uh, can be beneficial. And I, I guess I'd like to start with the idea of kind of talking about what these limitations may be. And, and here I'm talking about uh, self-imposed limitations and um, then kind of tie it in with the idea of comfort zone. But, and these are ones that, that can be helpful. They can strengthen our work and help us to focus and develop and kind of go deep. And these include things like, um, you know, limiting yourself to certain things that you're doing in the studio, whether it's your style, your materials, your scale, but you're choosing to work within certain boundaries in order to develop further. Um, they can be limitations on subject matter, um, anything like that. They can involve working in series. And we've talked about that a bit in the past, how a series can help you focus. And you start out most series by setting some boundaries about what what you're going to be doing. And basically, it's sticking with an idea until it's played out, until you feel like you've gotten out of it what you want to get out of it. And... Um, and I mention these as self-imposed limitations because it's not the kind of limitations that may be coming at you from the outside. Like, you know, you don't have a studio, you don't have enough time to work, you have financial issues, family issues, all those kind of things are a different subject. But these are the things that we kind of set around our own practice and say, this is, this is where I go. This is what I'm doing. Um, and I think before we get into the benefits of these kind of things, uh i do say that we need to question which which of those may be just default <laughs> you know which which are the ones that you just say oh that's how it is uh, you know that's that's our fallback um and this is the downside of comfort zone this is this is where you're just repeating yourself um and asking yourself is good i think what are are you just doing? What's the easiest thing? What's the most convenient thing? For example, um, maybe you always just work in kind of a medium scale. And because that's easy, you have places to put them and people, maybe they're more affordable, whatever it is. But deep inside, you've always wanted to work on something that's 10 feet high, you know. (laughs) And it's not you know, there's going to be issues involved in getting to that point where you could work on something big, but just dismissing it and saying, "Well, that's not going to work," um, that's that's a kind of downside of comfort zone, right? Where you're, where you're, um, you're cutting off possibilities because you're pretty quickly thinking it's not going to work, um, and just doing what you always do. Um, marketing plays into this as well. You're doing things that you know will sell. And my position on that has always been, if you feel the need to change, make the change, and then find find the people who will be interested in buying it, because it's so important for you as an artist to keep growing and developing when you feel that need for change. but it's it's this moment of self-reflection where you say, "Am I stuck? You know, have I been doing things just because it's my default mode?" On the other hand, if you look at your what you're doing and you say, um, the choices I've made, the boundaries I've set, whatever, um, they're reasonable and they're intentional and it's what I truly want. then just thinking, well, maybe it's about time I changed. <laughs> I don't see that as particularly um, useful. So that's kind of the, I guess, the intro to the idea of talking more directly about what is a comfort zone and and when... And could it be
0: helpful? Well, in, in in past episodes, we have talked about the risk involved in change, and when is that risk worth it? And what that implies is really that there are benefits to uh, to playing it safe. Um, you know, and the and and. Even aside from just the idea of playing it safe, um, you know the idea of doing things that you've you've developed over time, um, it takes a lot of practice to to develop certain skills and to move away from those skills. Um, you may be uh, you know letting letting things go that you've developed in a way that is um, you know unique and extraordinary and that really you should be leaning into those things rather than right. switching it up.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a matter of recognizing what what is valuable, what can you let go. Usually when artists talk about comfort zone or when instructors talk about comfort zone, it has a somewhat negative connotation. It's it is the the safe zone, the you know, you're not being very experimental zone. You're you're just doing what you've always done. And that can definitely sound like a bad thing. And I was kind of curious to see what's the definition of comfort zone. I mean, we use it in ways that we know what this means, right? But I decided to look it up and I, I found it on Wikipedia, which defines it as a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and they are at ease and in control of their environment, experiencing low levels of anxiety and stress. And this is uh, the part that I think is especially interesting. In this zone, a steady level of performance is possible. And I see that as saying a person who has mastered their media. As you say, maybe it's taken you a long time to learn how to work with something like cold wax medium or watercolor or whatever it is you do. And that brings you to a point of being able to work with that material without a lot of anxiety, you kind of know what it's going to do, and that is a good thing. Um, And you're also, you have a pretty clear channel to expressing your ideas. So the technical part of things becomes less of a concern, and it's a more open channel to um, exploring whatever's going on in your head or whatever you've observed. So you have a flexibility that you don't have when your your, uh, technical skill isn't as far along. And the, the part about the steady level of performance, I like that. I mean, it, it you, you can be quite productive. You can get a show together. You can, um, you know, supply your galleries, whatever you're doing, and that the work will be of a consistent
0: quality. Yeah, and- I think that that's really the key part of the description there is a steady level of performance. Um, so playing it safe inside of your comfort zone it's going to be difficult to um, make great advances in your work um to really push like pushing the boundaries is when those those big kind of breakthroughs happen um but it's also uh you're you're not going to create work of lower quality um so it's it's a nice you know consistent product that you're able to produce um as opposed to really pushing the boundaries, in which case sometimes it'll be amazing and sometimes it's not going to be sellable.
1: <laughs> it seems to me that the the best change, and you're talking about change, moving away from things that you're familiar with, that, that best change happens organically. And so when you're ready for it, you're going to feel it and you can follow it. If it's not appearing on your horizon, maybe you know it's not really the time for you to do it. And um, I kind of Peg it really to your your own your true feelings about things, your emotional feelings about what you're doing. If you're really feeling satisfaction, excitement, pleasure in what you're doing in the studio, um, I think that's a positive comfort zone. You're you're kind of in a zone. You're you're moving along. It's it's all working for you. If on the other hand you're not feeling that and you're feeling frustrated or bored or trapped or in a box somehow. Uh, that's, that's the downside of it, then that's what you need to pay attention to. But I wouldn't dismiss the feelings of, hey, I've got it figured out at least for a while and I'm riding on it and it's working for me.
0: I think that the, the comfort zone is probably more beneficial for people who are a little bit further on in their art career. Um, mm-hmm. the people at the beginning, um, it's, uh, it's less risky to take big risks because you don't have a, a following, you know, you don't have, um, you know, a, a, you know, a developed style. yeah. And so at that point, that's when you want to be taking your biggest risks. And as you latch onto something that's really working for you, that's clicking um, and you can develop that over time, that's when the comfort zone becomes more beneficial because you can, you can reach that steady level of output where you're creating um, at a consistent pace and a, a, cons- a consistent quality.
1: Right. And not as you're, if you're starting out, not settling too early and saying, right. oh, it oh, looks like I can paint landscapes. Well, that must be it, you know, <laughs> uh, to have that period of exploration. And um, actually- And, and y-
0: that period of exploration may last years. It, oh, yeah. You know, it like the where when it becomes a point where it's, you know, you want st- to, you know, settle into something and really like develop it in, in the minutia, that may be five years down the road for you.
1: Yeah. And I, I often do see in Uh, beginning artists, the tendency to, it's an uncomfortable place to be in that exploratory phase and so uh, latching on quite quickly to something and and feeling like uh, accepting it as what you're doing, if you truly then dive in and develop that, that's a good thing. But a lot of people skitter around for a very long time, and that's something we're going to talk about in the next podcast, actually, right. uh, that there actually is a comfort zone that is not a repetitious comfort zone. It's a comfort zone where you are not actually uh, focused on anything, <laughs> so uh, it can go a lot of ways. But the beneficial comfort zone is, is kind of what's intriguing, I think, to me at the moment because... Because I'm tired, I'm frankly tired of hearing people say, get out of your comfort zone. Right, right. When they teach or when they talk to each other. And it's not a flat out statement. It takes some thinking about what what is actually going on here.
0: Well, we've talked in the past about this kind of rule of thumb where you can, you can learn about 80% of something in 20% of the time you spend on it. And that, that learning that other 20% takes 80% of your effort. And that, that last 20% is really what we're talking about in terms of, of the comfort zone is really, um, you know, getting, getting into a groove with something to the point where it becomes natural and it just flows out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, as you say, it's not, it's, it's actually, it's essential in order to become really developed. Um, in, in a certain skill, uh, yeah. whatever that may be. You have to become comfortable with it to the point where you, you don't need to think about it or put any effort right. into it. It just comes out of you. You
1: don't need to reinvent it every day. So. Right, right. <laughs> and the, the, the downside, the negative kind of comfort zone, uh, I'm going to steal a, a term from Twyla Tharp, who wrote a book called The Creative Habit, and she describes what she calls ruts and grooves. So the ruts are kind of the stuck thing, you know, and the grooves are grooving like, yes, everything's moving along, I'm, I'm, um, everything's clicking. And it, I guess, identifying when it's a rut and when it's a groove is, that's your challenge. And I, um, I know that people cling to things that are not serving them anymore, because change is scary. And we've kind of talked about that. But And you can start to just really identify your own work as being only one thing. This is what I do. Uh, One approach, one media, one material. And when you pigeonhole yourself, other people will too. And that can be, it can be kind of a um, self-generating thing. This is what I do. This is what people think I do. So I do it. (laughs) Um, But for your own image of yourself and how you would like to be seen, the idea that you're open to change and you're and you can identify these ruts and you can move past them is is a, I think is a positive thing, but we're so blinded sometimes of our own work we don't may not recognize this and it it can be really um, important to get other people's input when something has uh, run its course. It can be really hard to get out of these ruts because. It is serving you and maybe you're selling the work and all that. And way, way underneath is this feeling of dissatisfaction. It can be really buried because part of you says, Hey, this is working great. You know, um, and I, it's something I've noticed when I teach workshops occasionally, somebody will come to a workshop and I assume because they do want new input, they do want change and maybe even within the space of the workshop, they, They do something different and they're happy with it, but it doesn't take, it doesn't last. Pretty soon they're, they've cast it aside and they're back into the rut. And, and I have to think that's an internal conflict in the person that, that does need to be addressed. There's something in them that says I'm in a rut. Um, but they don't, it's hard to recognize for yourself. So, um, that again, that's more the negative side, the the reasons to change. But talking more about the positive comfort zone, um, I think we we need as artists to recognize when it's working and why and to resist the kind of comments or criticisms that of you know, get out of your comfort zone kind of thing. Um, with within that comfort zone, you have the opportunity to really go deep and so it's not all that comfortable in the end it's just parameters around what you're doing and once you set once you say okay this is this is good this is what i'm doing if you if you just stay right there that's probably not the rest, the best thing but to say in this parameter of this type of subject matter this scale these colors these visual elements I'm going to really explore this. And that's, that's the positive side. Um, I think always you should allow these boundaries to be a little bit porous because you do want to be open to new stuff. And um, a lot of um, uh, people notice, artists notice that when they work in more than one medium, for example, there's kind of a cross pollination so that you, um, you know, if you work in Oil and cold wax, and occasionally you do some printmaking or acrylic. And I'm kind of speaking for myself here, it's energizing. I mean, you feel the effects going back and forth, but it's all kind of within the same approach. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about the personal example of comfort zone in my own work. So, because it was uh, something that has come up for me in the last month or so as I've been working on these paintings for my show in Chicago. And the the ideas behind these paintings all have to do with the time that I was in Greece and my response to this kind of very archaic art and old buildings and all this kind of thing. And
0: yeah. And they, these new paintings of yours are very different from, they really are from your older work <laughs> or even your, your recent work.
1: Yeah. And, and frankly, they surprise me and, and, you know, kind of, um, unsettled me a little bit. And what, what was unsettling about them was that some of the things that are happening in the paintings have nothing at all to do with landscape. And for a long time, I have identified my work as coming out of landscape, as abstracting from certain types of landscape. You know, I've written and written and written about this stuff and talked about it. And it's been such a part of me, such a positive comfort zone, I would say, for a long time because uh, new ideas were being revealed. I was going places with it. And so something comes along to shake me up a little bit. This, These recent paintings have references to architecture, which has come in a little bit before, but it's even stronger. And they even have references to objects like Greek vases and things. And when that first started happening, I thought, Oh, yeah, this is this is definitely strange, but that's the idea of being a little bit porous because a little bit open to things or or to be open to things in the sense that this is not a huge change. It still looks like my work. It's still within my approach and identifiable as my own work, but I've let some of that other newer stuff in and it's really been exciting. I've just been enjoying it a lot. And it's it's I didn't really think of myself as having a comfort zone either way as I was just doing what I was doing and taking a step back from it and looking at it now I say yes that the landscape thing was definitely my zone for a very long time and it's it's cracking just a little bit it's opening up a little bit.
0: I don't well, like that, and it, it kind of seems to me like you have overlapping comfort zones. Like for a long time, landscape was your comfort zone, and within that, you were exploring different techniques and different styles. Um, within that, you started using cold wax medium, and uh, that allowed you to kind of explore within a comfort zone of landscape. Uh-huh. And now, now your comfort zone is this kind of style and technique that you have zeroed in on, ah. where you're you're working with cold wax medium and you're building up layers and removing them with solvents or with with scraping or, um, you know, or you're working with your squeegees. Um, And, and so within that, you're able to then kind of push out of this comfort zone of landscape while still remaining in a comfort zone that. that, Of
1: of technique or, or mastery of the medium. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, that, that, um, that's a that's a good perspective it makes me think about it a different way it's not all about the subject matter obviously (laughs) and in i looked uh looking back at some intentions i wrote for my work many years ago they were about just the impact of the work they were not about any particular subject matter and so in developing this technique to the point that i have um, it has released me. I think is what you're saying to explore other things with it.
0: And and I think that also, um, you know, it's worth mentioning that this podcast is a comfort zone for us. Ah. And and the reason why we've been able to continue for, you know, over a year now, um, is is because we're comfortable doing it. Yeah. And if you want to do something long enough to to really develop it and and get good at it um, you know it has to be something that you're comfortable with
1: yeah it was not at first that's for sure but right
0: but you know <laughs> yeah, you
1: start by taking a risk and then you enter this zone where things are
0: and this along. and this podcast started with just discussions that we were having over coffee yeah. and and me kind of being like oh we should record these yeah. you know <laughs> um, and so those were all I'm like if if somebody else had approached you with with hey, let's do a podcast. Uh, you you never would have done it.
1: Yeah, it well, was... I, I do I do try to make you happy, my son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but because they were kind of already discussions that we were having, and it was just kind of like okay, it was natural. Well, yeah. yeah, and and we're gonna you know push those boundaries a little bit. We're gonna sit in a closet with. A bunch of audio gear and <laughs> you know it's gonna be a little bit weird but
1: I remember it was weird at first because I didn't even want to look at you while we were talking I right had to, I had to look down at the floor because it was too strange <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but, you know, it's it's something that it was already comfortable for us. And then we were able to kind of push boundaries a little bit within that comfort zone. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, you can go out with your your recorder and yeah. do a podcast with somebody, you know, halfway around the world, you know, who you've never met before. Yeah. And
1: yeah. And I think I think that this whole idea obviously has applications beyond your art practice i mean we're talking here about podcasting or anything that you do in a business sense or anything where you know you're hitting on it you're you're in the groove and you're productive and you're comfortable with it and within that you can make small uh, you can be open to ideas and you can make small adjustments or larger ones but the overall arching picture is one of uh Pleasure, really, that you've you figured it out.
0: Well, and I think it's um, it, it almost relates back to something that Steve Immerman said in our interview with him, um, which is a great episode and everybody should listen to it if you yeah, haven't it was listened really good. Um, it's
1: not just about fusing glass.
0: <laughs> no, it's it, and but something that he said is that people crave familiarity. Uh huh. Um, and if something is is totally unfamiliar, um, we're we're kind of repulsed by it. You know, and, and I don't want to put words into his head, but yeah. into his mouth, but I'm, you yeah. know, expanding on this idea. But the, you know, the, that craving for familiarity, um, is something that we, we need psychologically, um, in order to continue yeah. to do something. If you just, if you just push somebody into the water who's never swam before, they're going to drown.
1: Yeah. You and know, it, it kind of goes back to that original definition I
0: read out that right.
1: it's a psychological state of being with a low stress
0: level. Right. Yeah, and that that high stress level, I mean there can be beneficial things about it, but there are also very destructive things about it.
1: Yeah, and it can, and we need
0: can, to give ourselves what we need in order to yeah. do something long term. Something that that is a high stress situation is you're not going to be able to do it for very long.
1: And it it seems when people have have personal issues about the worth of their work or their anything, which we've discussed many times as kind of negative self-talk and all that, when you're under stress, that certainly comes out more. And so it's, I don't know, so many of these things get back to just trying to tune into your, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Trying to get in touch with that. If you're stressing yourself out because of something, you feel this need to always be innovative or something, then, you know, take a good look at that.
0: Well, do you have a a few final thoughts or anything else you wanted to mention in this episode?
1: Um, basically, you know, just to kind of wrap up that the whole idea of comfort zone has some very positive aspects It can keep us on track. It can deepen our work, um, make us more productive, give us focus. Um, and I just think to make sure that that's a conscious decision. It's what you actually want wherever whatever you're doing wherever you're at rather than just your default mode which tends to become a negative mindset after a while if it's um if you're bored or frustrated and um once in a while you know put those boundaries aside push it enter something new when you feel when you honestly feel that urge absolutely follow it And I I guess uh, the whole episode was just, I wanted to put in a good word for comfort zones.
0: (laughs) Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com, as well as www.rebeccacroll.com, and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise.
1: Thanks, everybody.